0: you mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Plant-Based Performance Podcast with me, actor Lee Petcher.
1: And me, singer Amelia Rose. We're officially in the double digits.
0: Double digits? Well, it was double digits last time, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but I feel like this is like a whole new step forward. A whole new step.
0: Don't you dare close your eyes. Maybe Close your eyes, but don't shut off your ears. Keep listening to this. <laughs> Emma, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. How are you? In all honesty, I've been better. I've been struggling a lot. I hit a wall, maybe, if that's the right phrase. I took a, a turn in my mental state for the worse last week, um, but I'm working on it. That's all I can do, isn't it? hopefully... Will come out the other end feeling a lot better.
1: Well, we've um we've got some dates today. For the day that we're recording this part of of the podcast is the day that Boris Johnson has announced a roadmap, as they're calling it, out of COVID, out I've of lockdown. Up. Yeah, got the <laughs> GPS on. Um, so I'm
0: hoping that that will start to help people feel a bit brighter. Do you know what? Not wanting to sound negative, I'll bring this on a downward spiral. I hope that that is positive. I just can't see it's, it myself. It's
1: a bit scary, but he is convinced that all adults in the UK will have been given a vaccine by the end of July. Yeah, so. but it was
0: convinced at Christmas that we're allowed to see each other <sighs> and then look what happened there. Do you know what I mean? I so, know, I
1: know, but we've we've got to think positively. Yeah, you know we do. And if, you know, if that means that in June everything will be open, then absolutely bring it on because I'm sick to death.
0: <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I just wish that people would get on board with this vaccination. I'm seeing so many anti-vaxxers and it's doing my head in
1: yeah i have i have some opinions on it that i probably am
0: not gonna say on this unless for any medical reason you can't take the vaccine which fair (laughs) enough i get that but just do the right thing just do the right thing it's not just about you it's it's about everybody Out there, that's off my chest. But yeah, I um I like to be open and honest in in all my podcasts. And you know, I don't want to shy away from anything. So yeah, I have had a a tough week. Again, not hiding it, body issue wise and and weight-wise. And I hit rock bottom. And the best thing about hitting rock bottom is it's a platform for you to jump off of. So I've given my head a bit of a shake. And I'm here. I can't change it. I've just got to work damn hard to get away from where I currently am. Mm-hmm. So all positive. What about you, Emma? What's going on with you?
1: Um, I had a bit of a promotion at work.
0: Whoop. Round of applause here, Emma. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, which comes with more, more money.
0: More money, more problems. Nah,
1: more money, less problems. <laughs> um, so that's exciting yeah not much I've just I've been really trying my hardest to sing more Mm. Um, and I've been getting online and just doing minute clips because I find this might be totally not the case but I find that if I put a full song online people get very bored very quickly I feel like people are very busy they'll listen to a minute or you know they might not even listen to the full minute but if they're listening to a bit of it, then they're still hearing me sing and that's that. And I've started duetting people on TikTok. And um, yeah, it's it's been good for me because I have missed singing so much.
0: I've seen a change in you since you've started doing this. And it's a good change.
1: Yeah, I just, I just miss it. Like, it, I don't think how they say that distance makes your heart grow fonder, don't yeah. they? And I think having, being away from singing, being away from theatre it's made me realise how, how much, much I love it, it. Yeah. like how much it means to me. So
0: maybe I need that with acting.
1: Maybe, maybe you just but need to get away from bloody actors. My day
0: job is revolved around actors. So Actors, there's, there's,
1: actors, actors there's, everywhere. There's no shaking
0: it. But <laughs> jumping on that point there, yeah, I think you're right. I think we are living in an age now where our attention span is decreasing. Mm. I mean, we're in the age of, well, it went from full length videos on YouTube oh, to God, yeah. Twitter, which was a minute, then it went up to 2.20. Then to Instagram, which is a minute. Now TikTok, which is 15 seconds. No, no, TikTok's a minute. Is it a minute? Yeah. And what was it, Vine? That was like... However many seconds yeah. that was. So yeah. People
1: people just want to scroll. Like I'm obsessed with TikTok. You'll hear this in our interview today because we talk with our our lovely guest about TikTok. Um because she is she's really great on it as well. She does like some really good videos on there. Very different to mine. She she doesn't sing in them, but yeah, they're really good. And yeah, I've just become obsessed, but with just scrolling and and because you're watching a minute, it feels very short. But what you don't realize is
0: that those minutes add up. <laughs> Those minutes
1: stack up, and you're like, "Oh my god, I've sat on TikTok for an hour, and I thought I'd only been on it for five minutes." It's yeah. ridiculous.
0: So, where can people find you on TikTok?
1: Oh well, um, so it's the same as my Instagram. It's Amelia Rose Vocal. Yeah, and I've just so far I've done a lot of musical theatre stuff because I feel like that's what I'm missing most right now. Uh, but I've been trying to do some because obviously I'm trying to promote my wedding singing business as well. So I've been trying to do some wedding-y stuff, the soppy romantic stuff. (laughs) And the good news is that if this whole roadmap does go the right way, as of June the 21st, weddings will be able to go ahead completely normal so and i have a wedding booked in on the 26th of june (laughs)
0: so we're hoping that that goes ahead (laughs) guys if you want to duet with emma just find her on tiktok and we look forward to seeing your videos yeah
1: speaking of tiktok um there was something i wanted to to bring up today um about someone who's on tiktok and basically again not to turn it super negative but i just wanted to talk about like what not to do as a vegan. Okay. So there's this woman, I could be wrong, but I think she's called the vegan teacher or something like that. She's an older lady and she is a very religious lady. She's an American lady and she's very vegan. Like she's, that's what her whole TikTok is about. She's uber vegan. And I've got no problems with that, obviously. But what I do have problems with is the way she's going about uh, sp- trying to spread her message. Right. She's basically telling people that they'll not get into heaven if they're not vegan. Oh. And that is offending a lot of people. It's offending a lot of religious people. And it's also basically what I've seen. So I don't follow this lady, but she'll sometimes come up on my page. What I've seen is is basically people videoing themselves eating meat and duetting it with her. So she'll be able to see that. Yeah. As a sort of rebellion to how she's being. So it's like she's hurting the cause, really. Yeah. I feel.
0: You get that with every kind of walk of life, though. I mean, it is heavily prominent in religion, but you get those Uber fans. It's, it's the same with sport and, and things like that. People who just are convinced that their way is the right way and everybody else is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then people do want to rebel against it. They want to to spite against it. It's like going to school and you have that really forceful, authoritative teacher who just gives everybody detention. So you want to piss him off even more just to see how far you can push it. So no, please guys, don't be that vegan.
1: Yeah, but also maybe don't be the other person. Like if you're listening to this and you're not vegan and you'd think, oh, I don't want to be vegan, completely fine. That is your choice. But do me a favor and don't make a video of yourself going to eat a banana, then throwing it away and shoving a big load of chicken in your mouth. That's also not
0: fun. There's something... I want to say wrong with you in air quotes when that becomes a thing. If I see something on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter that I disagree with, and I mean, really disagree with, I start to type out a response. And it's usually something to do with veganism. I saw one woman today was like, oh, my vegan journey has ended now that I'm pregnant. And I just want to go, doesn't why doesn't have to (laughs) but then like once i started typing out the response and i read it i'm like does this affect me in any way shape or form does this affect me no i can scroll past it yeah doesn't mean you don't have to reply to absolutely everything yeah like just scroll past it if you want to type a reply type a reply but then delete it it's out of your system and go on with your day.
1: If that woman had come to you in person, you probably wouldn't react. Or the same with the the lady on TikTok. If she was to come to someone in person and say say what she's saying, nobody would react the way they do on video or in text because it's very easy to hide behind your phone screen.
0: Yeah. Again, going back to the the anti-vaxxers, I saw that again on Twitter today. Somebody had posted that they'd seen that jobs We're going out to people, but by law, only if they would had the vaccination. He's like, don't you be shoving this down my throat. Uh, Everyone's got a free choice. And again, I wanted to go, yeah, everyone has got a free choice, but the person who's hiring you also has the free choice whether to hire you or not. They're just saying if you're not being backed. But I didn't. I didn't reply. I didn't buy. I wanted to, but I scrolled past.
1: It's going to be a very different story when you're told you're not allowed to go on your holiday to Magaluf until you've had your vaccine. Exactly. And then everyone will be like, "Oh, stick it in me."
0: <laughs> I saw again how do, how many of our conversations start like this. <laughs> I saw on Facebook today, uh one country has a pub has opened up as a vaccination center mm. and anybody who gets a vaccination gets a free drink. Nice. Like, that's that's the way to do it (laughs) do it over here that's what people want we'll be vaccinated by the weekend
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) oh god so who's our guest this week emma
1: um our guest this week is a lovely lady called sarah meekle Sarah is an actress based in Scotland. She loves reading, baths, and true crime podcasts. I hear you, Sarah. As well as acting, she has a passion for self development and has created her very own ebook designed to help creative freelancers stay motivated and organize their lives. She's currently working on independent film Skinjacker and Cavendish, the series which is now available on Amazon Prime. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and being our guest on the Plant Based Performers. It's so lovely to chat with you. How are you? You doing okay? I'm doing good today. Yeah, I'm just happy it's February to be honest.
2: January felt like the longest month in the
1: history of the world. It's not. It's not an easy month, generally, is it, January? No, it's never, especially I think for us creatives,
2: because there's all, regardless of there being a pandemic, there's always a little lull, isn't there? Absolutely. Not yeah. happening, and
0: we just kind of want to get out and be doing stuff and being productive. So. You kind of have Panto, and then mm-hmm. that's kind of about it, isn't it? Through the, the Christmas yeah. periods, there's not much yeah. filming, there's not much theatre going on, and it's, yeah, it can be quite no. daunting. And you're quite lucky long if happening. your
2: Panto bleeds like, into January, then you're lucky because yeah. you kind of avoid a little bit of it. But
0: mm-hmm. even then, as soon as as soon as it stops, you're just like on a post show come down and it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing like the post show <laughs> oh, I hate
1: what? it. <laughs> you could you what? could be so tired from a show and, or or a film or whatever you're doing, so tired and you're like, Oh I'm so ready for this to finish. And then as soon as it does, you're like, oh. Oh I miss it now I know I I actually Was really lucky I did a TIE
2: In November Like last Mm. November And we had to Build them in the studio Because we couldn't Obviously go to the schools Yeah Mm. So we got live streamed Into the schools But I was the same I think we did it for three weeks and I was shattered it was two shows a day and I had to be there so early and I was a designated driver so I was picking mm-hmm. up the guys and dropping them off so it was a long day <laughs> and I'd come home and moan to Matthew and then as soon as it was finished I was like oh my god I miss it so much. <laughs> 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 and he's and like, but you moaned about it. <laughs> I don't know. He's yeah. like, you were unbeatable for
1: three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and we completely understand that. Like, we get where you're
0: coming from. <laughs> oh, we've done it. That's how we met was doing TIE, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: it's hard work, yeah, isn't it? But it's good. It is good work as well. But it's it's a lot, a long, is. long,
2: long days, isn't it? Yeah, it's long days. And obviously, it's so much energy because you know, you're performing to kids, so yeah. it's not your usual. You know, you have to be so over the top of everything, even your voice, like everything. Absolutely. So yeah, it's absolutely natural, but it is great fun. And see if you work with good people, which obviously you did. <laughs> but <laughs> if you work with great people, it, it, you do, you create like a little family and it's yeah. just, yeah, it's
0: nice. I was going to say, again, with our industry, and it, it's not just TIE, it's any kind of theatre or any kind of show I find. It's the only job, I say in air quotes, where you do become a family and you, you depend on each other so, so much. Whereas if yeah. you're working in an office, once you go home, that's it. It's done. You don't you don't think about them for, until you're back in again, do you really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think especially that's why I love theatre so much because I think there's more of that, unless you're maybe working on a show for a really long time, for example, or a film for a really long time. But even then, when you're doing a film, you're probably in different scenes from a lot of other people. So there's, yeah. you know, you might not even have met them apart from the table reads or whatever and um, whereas when you're doing a show yeah you're there you know your rehearsals are intense and then you're doing the shows and yeah it's just you do become a little family and then when you stop you're like oh so do you still
0: want to meet up every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: there's like an adjustment period afterwards isn't there where you're like oh, i'm not going to see that person every day anymore <laughs> it
0: really it really But it also comes to the point where you don't see them well, hardly ever again do you know yeah. what i mean you spend every day with them that close and working as a team to get through whatever it is that you're getting through and you depend on each other. And then after that is just you are to see oh yeah we'll make time but we'll call each other. You never yeah. know. <laughs> I know. Or is that like um, the time hop on
2: Facebook comes up and you'll tag each other yeah. and you're like, when are we meeting up and then you don't. <laughs> exactly
1: that yeah exactly that. <laughs> oh so you are obviously plant based. That's why we've. Uh, that's why we got in touch with you to come on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your plant based journey? When did you sort of become plant based? What were your reasons for it?
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So when I was in high school, about fifteen, I had two really close friends, and they were vegetarian. And I had never been a massive meat eater. Like to be fair, my family actually aren't that big into it. Like my dad's probably the biggest meat. He likes a good steak now and then. But, <laughs> But no, growing up, like we just had the kind of usual stuff. I mean, we did have like chicken nuggets, fish fingers, all that kind of stuff as a kid. But I, I was never really that into it. So when I met these these people in high school, and they were like we're a vegetarian, it was like a whole new world opened up to me. And I was like, you can be vegetarian; you don't have to. <laughs> like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but no, if you've we never don't, really we told that. yeah. Like, and, and I started questioning what I was eating, and I know this probably sounds really silly as well, but. You know, I'd have stuff on my plate and I'd be like, I don't know what that is. What is that? Where does that come from? And that really freaked me out, to be honest. Like, that really made me think, this isn't right. We should know what we're putting into our bodies and we should know where it comes from and how it's made and all that kind of stuff. So I met vegetarian at the age of 15, much to my parents' delight. As you can imagine, they were like, oh my God. Here we go. He kind of thought, I, think, I think he thought it was a little phase because I was also a goth at that point. Okay. she's <laughs> <laughs> going through some things. Okay. You know, get her some corn. She'll be fine. Um, and But it stuck. And then a couple of years ago, um, one of my friends was talking about going vegan and I thought... Oh, I don't know if I could do that. I love cheese. Cheese yeah. was my big
1: thing. <laughs> was cheese, like, oh. it's cheese and chocolate, isn't it? Usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cheese. Um,
2: but so I just took it in really small steps. I started with milk first, and um, like replacing my milk with soy milk or coconut milk or you know, all these different trying trying them out, which is quite fun. Um, and then slowly so I did quite a slow progression. I wasn't one of those people that just woke up one day and was vegan. I was vegetarian for years and then slowly mm. like, started um, exchanging cool. things to the point where I am now, where I'm fully vegan. So, yeah, but it's been great. And it's definitely, for me, it is about the animals. I'm a mm-hmm. huge animal lover. Um, and I, I totally also want to help the environment, of course. I'm yeah. Of that. But my first and foremost thing is um, that I love animals and I don't want to hurt them. So, for me, you can't say that and then also eat happens yeah that yeah the so yeah
1: 100 it's so interesting to hear everyone sort of everyone seems to have a main kind of reason why they do it um and from talking to people through these interviews it's been really interesting to hear everyone's sort of main reason um because some it's been the environment some it's been animals some it's been health it's been it's really interesting i think everyone probably has all three really um plus other reasons that we probably just don't think about so much but yeah everyone's got that one where they're like that's the one that keeps Mm. me this way
0: but it's like the holy trinity that i keep saying there are the main three ones and everyone's got their main why and as long as you stay true to that why i think you're less likely to stray off the path aren't you yeah
1: absolutely absolutely
2: that's
0: the thing that i just hate to be that person,
2: so I think for me, it's more of a stubbornness of like, okay, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna go back on something I've said. I'm not gonna contradict myself. I'm
1: gonna stay true. Yeah, yeah, 100%. absolutely. We lost you a little bit there. Apologies, Um but we caught the end of your end of what you were saying there. But we <laughs> we lost you a little bit.
0: <laughs> Internet. See, this is yeah,
1: the problem. Sorry. I think it came up. With my
0: the <laughs> <laughs> No, don't worry. I mean, it's it's the times that we're in as well. It's it's COVID, so we have to do all these interviews via Zoom and things like that. So I'm sure people will forgive us for cutting in and out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I find it really interesting what you were saying there about knowing what you're putting into your body, and this is a conversation that I've been having a lot with people recently about um, meat substitutes, because a lot of people that I speak to and myself included I don't 100% know what goes into that that meat substitute do you know what I mean like the the beyond burgers and and things yeah. like that do you do your research into those kind of stuff as well
2: um yeah
0: I mean I, I don't know if that's a bit gentle research I read the back of the packet <laughs> <laughs> um
2: so that's a little bit as far as suppose. but I, yeah actually when I was transitioning to being vegan from being vegetarian um I realised I didn't actually know what went into a lot of the vegetarian stuff because I didn't realise that like a lot of corn products, for example, had egg in it and mm. stuff. And so that was another eye opener of like, oh, okay, yeah, you really need to think about it. Um, so yeah, I'm just I just try and be a bit more racist. And the same with like palm oil and stuff. And my partner's really passionate about not buying things with palm oil in them, so we're mm-hmm. not always checking. Them love peanut butter and things like that. Always we'll have to check that it doesn't
0: say palm oil and stuff. And yeah, yeah. It's been really interesting. It's been eye-opening. Actually, looking what goes into the products. Yeah, you you just don't realise until until you actually look into the stuff. What 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 goes in? So many chemicals and other additives. And you're like, mm-hmm. what am I like putting into my body?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's is interesting, isn't it, to look at it all? Yeah. So you obviously were amazed about that.
0: No, no, not at all. Uh, again, it's funny what you were saying at the beginning that you didn't really realize meat that was going into your body, like where, where it came from and things like that. It's because we're never taught. We're, we're sold from advertisements and everywhere that meat is what you need for a good, strong, stable diet. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like the animal that yeah. you're eating. Like they disguise it so well and exactly. even give it different names as well. So you don't make the, the correlation yeah, between exactly. a burger and a pig, a cow. a cow. Have you forgot which? No, well, I was thinking, where? I was thinking, see I've been vegan so long, I can't remember. <laughs> I was thinking bacon, but burger at the same time.
1: It's fine, you know, we'll, 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 have, a little,
0: we'll have a little lesson afterwards. It, it's like that Simpsons episode with Homer, isn't it? It's like bacon, sausage and And he goes, yeah, like this one magic animal where it all comes
1: from. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously you're you're an actor, Sarah. So how did you get into the industry? Was it something you'd always sort of wanted to do? Um, So yeah, so from the age of about like
2: five or six, I would say I was always sort of putting on little plays with my friends for their mums and for my parents as well. Um, no one escaped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, about the age of 10 or 11, I auditioned for my local um, amateur theatre group and I got in. So, I started doing some um, musicals and pantomime stuff like that with them. and then also eventually more sort of serious acting stuff as I got a bit older. And then, same through high school, love drama, it's one of my favourite subjects. And I just decided actually, when I left high school, I went to go and study um, fashion branding or marketing. Okay. Um, and I don't I know why because I was into fashion but I think I kind of thought well I'll be a bit more sensible I'm not going to go and be an actor like I'm going yeah. to do something <laughs> in the real world so <laughs> um, and I did it for a year and I was like I can't do this this is just <laughs> not what I want to do I can't feel myself anymore so I left that course and I went to study acting at college in New Guinea and then out in the big wide world <laughs> now yeah that's
0: amazing so was it fashion branding that you went to study
2: yeah so the course was called international fashion branding it was basically fashion marketing but with a fancy name um,
0: yeah
2: but it was and it was really interesting you know it's not i'm not putting the course down but um, it was great and i did enjoy it i just found myself sitting in lectures going this is not where i want to be you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah absolutely. have you taken anything from that and applied it to your acting because, as actors, we are we are our own brand, so we have to market ourselves as such. So, is there anything that you've taken from from that course and applied it to to, your, to the acting side?
2: And that's a really interesting question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that, fairly enough. Um, but yeah, actually, when I think about it, I am still interested in marketing, um, and I'm still interested in fashion. I still buy clothes far too much as well. To be fair. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I have taken a, quite a hands-on approach to marketing myself um, on social media. Obviously, that's mm. just a to for anyone, right? Yeah. Now. But, um, yeah, I never thought
0: about it until just there. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's really interesting. I think a lot of actors, because I, I work for a website that is for uh, mainly TV actors, and the people that we have on the website doing interviews and stuff like that they say that you are as an actor you are your own brand and you've Mm. got to know your brand before you can start getting cast and things like that it's similar to type casting in a way because you've got to know where you fit in the industry but also just getting yourself out there and and seen by so many different people and a lot of actors don't really work on the business side of show business they just want the show
2: that's true Yeah, that's true. I think that's a a kind of issue in a way um, because they don't utilise all these things that a lot of them are free. You know, your social media platforms, you don't pay for them unless you know to promote something. Um, And I think you're right. I think they don't take the time to sit and think, okay, who is my target audience? Who do I want to be seeing this stuff? And what do I want to be putting out there? Um, Because as much as I think it is great to be, as transparent as possible on social media and everything like that but there's some um not just actors but uh, people in the creative industries that i see and they'll post things that i just don't think are relevant to their journey and people i don't want to be harsh to say aren't interested i don't mean that in a bad way but if you're not like family or close friends you mm-hmm. might not be interested so it gets to the point where you're like well what do you want your platform to be for is that yeah. a marketing tool, or is it just for your family you know yeah. and you need to think about that.
0: No, ex- Exactly. I see a lot of people, again, actors, because I'm I'm from that world, going into other actors, uh, Facebook groups and YouTube and, and stuff like that, and they're posting their stuff to other actors. Now, I get why they do that, because they want feedback. But if I was in, I'm mad on Spider-Man, like Spider-Man's my <laughs> thing. I want to be UK Spider-Man. So I've got a <laughs> no, Spider-Man costume and everything. If I was to film myself doing something Spider-Man-esque, it's pointless me showing that to other actors going, what do you think of this? I need to be posting that into Marvel groups, into superhero groups, into the people who have an in, like an interest in that because that's where my fan base is and that's where I'm going to gain some kind of traction. It's
2: not really, it's not really taught. Which, so that's, yeah, that's about the flaw.
0: <laughs>
1: Absolutely. The I think there's a lot of things, unfortunately, we're not taught that we probably should be like taxed and things like that I was so I certainly where I trained we were never taught how to do any of that so it's like off you go you've got all the skills you need apart from a lot of skills <laughs> yeah apart
2: from what you actually need to survive in the industry and I was the same I never taught any of that and um, I remember when I did my first conventional job out of uni <laughs> this is so funny it's so bad to say this but after it the deck uh, was like right like, can you send me your invoice and I was like what's this like I literally had no idea yeah. i I'd never made one before because I never had to yeah and um, I just was like, okay here's a template fill in this do this and I was like Oh, my
1: God. Okay, But yeah, I wasn't taught. I was never taught how to create one. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There's there's a lot of things that probably the industry could in training could probably do to help a little bit more. But hopefully they'll get there in the end.
0: Hopefully it's it's heading down the right direction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think on education as well, we're not taught in schools about food either. Mm. About like Mm. you were saying earlier, where the food comes from. Why eating a, a vegan lifestyle is more healthy and sustainable than eating meat and dairy?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, think education. There's so, much, there's so much propaganda out there as well, isn't there? Because yeah. I remember when I was growing up, uh, and you guys are probably the same, you know, we were told, like, milk was so essential. Like, how yeah. you know, for your bones, you need calcium, you need this. And it's just not true. And it's mad, you know, yeah. like, but if you'd asked me at 10, you know, what's a really important thing that you need to make sure you're consuming, I would probably have said milk.
1: Yeah, 100%, you know? yeah. it's funny because we... Um, back in October when we were kind of allowed to see people we went away for my birthday and I've got a niece who's three and my parents said to her you need to drink your milk because it'll make you grow up nice and strong and we mainly just looked at each other and I was like I'm just not going to say anything at this moment but I was like that's exactly the problem mm. that's and that's what we all think isn't it? <laughs> uh, and
2: we all get told lies because I got told if you eat your
1: crust, you get curly hair, and that's <laughs> not true, there. That's just I've that is fake. I it. was all lies. All lies. I never all liked lies. my crust, that's why mine is straight, straight, straight.
0: <laughs> uh, I was told if you ate your spinach, you'd go, grow big and strong like Popeye. Yeah.
2: Popeye. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <That> never happened. <laughs> Such an injustice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your experience been like as being plant-based in the industry it's been it's really been different depending on
2: the project where mm. i'm working working with and um, yeah i've been on a few sets where the catering has been pretty slim mm. <laughs> for stuff that i could eat and and also a lot of times people genuinely not even realizing something isn't vegan or even vegetarian sometimes yeah. um, and we have to kind of say like fish for example i think that's a massive misconception even when you say you're a vegetarian um people say would well, you eat fish and it's like no <laughs> it's, really hard. it's really hard to not be annoyed or like try to not be patronizing i think and be like well, yeah and i don't eat animals and <laughs> You do you do the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does um, it
0: have a face? If it has a face, I don't eat it. Yeah,
2: that's maybe a better way to say it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that there's been a few awkward moments and I think um when you're in a, a cast where that maybe no one else is, is veggie or vegan, uh, there's a lot of jokes made at your expense or whatever, mm, and that's yeah. fine, because I can I can take that and that's you know, I can have a laugh about that as well. Um, I remember my friends one time uh, we were going out for like a work meal and we had to like pre-fill in it was like a pre-thinged menu, like you mm. have to fill it in advance. And they decided they'd be really funny and in filming and they put like starter steak um course <laughs> <whatever. laughs> <laughs> and then dessert. Like for dessert, they wrote just bring out a whole cow or something that I was like, okay. Guys, why are you my friend? Like (laughs) I didn't send it away. Like I got to edit it and it was fine. I didn't have me. But um, yeah, there's a lot of jokes. But I think actually a lot of the time people are genuinely interested and sometimes they don't really know how to just ask Mm. about it. So they they just make jokes and they make comments because they just don't know how to approach it. And I think that's maybe the the biggest issue
0: with it, Mm. See, I I take a little bit of issue with that. Not so much because I, I can take a joke and I'll give a joke and, and I'm not that bothered about it. But hearing about it from somebody else's point of view, you wouldn't accept that if someone was taking a, having a joke about you being a, a female. You wouldn't take that if someone was yeah. having a joke about your race, your religion, your sexuality. Why is it okay for us to have that joke made at our expense just because of the way that we choose to eat as well? Yeah, like there's there's right. all these big injustices at the moment, which, you know, I fully support Black Lives Matter, homophobia. I, I fully 100% support that. But I think we also need to stick up for ourselves and go, no, that's wrong as well.
2: Yeah. No, that's true. And, and at the end of the day, I suppose it does come down to a belief system, doesn't it? So, yeah, you're right. You wouldn't make fun of anyone else's belief system, be it religion or the way that they choose to live their lives. But it's just kind of accepted that it's okay to, to do that. And I, I, so I know what you mean. But, and I'm saying I am, yeah, I can totally take a joke. There have been times where I've just been like, that's not funny. I just mm. gave a sort of like shut down face or whatever. Um, or just opened the conversation, like, oh, well, let's talk about that. Because that's actually not true. And let me tell you why kind um, yeah. But I just, I, I do genuinely think a lot of the time when people are making jokes, it's because they're uncomfortable and they don't know what to say.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people use humor to c- sort of cover if they're feeling uncomfortable with something or they don't know what else to say. So mm. yeah, I think that's great though that you you're sort of comfortable enough to be like, "That's wrong," and let me tell you why. Because I think a lot of people aren't probably at that point in their journey yet. So it's it's great that you're able to sort of do that. I really I respect that a lot. A couple of
2: years ago, I certainly wasn't at that point, and I would just Oh, yeah, know it's so silly, mm. whatever, every pasta salad. But um, now, I think, and I think that's just kind of age of duty, I'm a bit like, no, this is something that's really important to me. Yeah. And if you want to talk to me about it, I am more than willing, I'm not going to judge you. I think that's the other thing. Yeah. Is there are some people that are very judgmental and very aggressive about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that doesn't do anything to help the cause, if I'm being honest. Definitely it's, not.
0: It's exactly the same when you walk down the street and you get those religious nuts that are just forcing it down your throat. I don't want to be that kind of vegan either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will exactly. talk to you about it if you want to come up to me and, and ask me the question. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, exactly. yeah. So you mentioned that you've been on, on sets where this has been, I say, issue again in, in air quotes. Do you have an agent at the moment?
2: I do, yeah. I've got wonderful agent um, represented by Odair Talent Management. Um, oh, so nice! Fabulous. That set that I was actually on was it was just a job I got myself. To
0: be fair, mm. So, so yeah, I was um, going to say, do you have that? Com- did you have that conversation with your agent? Do you have that uh, conversation when you get the job that you, that you're vegan and things need to change, or did you feel like you didn't want to like rock the boat too much, so you just keep quiet and just deal with it as it as it comes up?
2: Um, I would say at first, yeah. Like, I mean, I've been vegetarian since I was fifteen, so I was always going to say I'm vegetarian if it came up. But I was quite—I felt like I asked permission a lot. To be honest, and I kicked mm-hmm. myself for it. I'd be like, oh, I'm vegetarian, so if I could just get some, like, a cheese sandwich, that'd be great, thanks." But if it's too much trouble, then never mind. You know, give yeah. a yeah. Really apologetic, and then I think, no, that, this is how I've chosen to live my life, and it would be the same if I had an allergy. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be saying oh, can there not be nuts in that? Is that okay? It'd be saying, no, there can't be nuts in that. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, so that's definitely changed. And uh, we have like forms we fill out when we join the agency and most jobs as well ask dietary requirements and I just put it in my dietary requirements, vegan. Um, and it's never, I think, since then been an issue. But um, yeah, definitely, I think, if you'd asked me a few years ago, I was still far too apologetic about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we as actors do that anyway. We want... Because it's such a hard industry, hard is the wrong word, it's a challenging industry, and I love the challenge. It's a game. I love playing the game. Just for, for people out there going, it's hard, I'm going to give up, don't. It's a challenge. But we want to be seen and we want to be cast, and anything that goes against us potentially getting that role, we're just going to keep quiet. I mean, we're taught yes. at drama school, like, if they say, can you ride a horse, you say yes, and you learn to ride the horse once you get the job. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> it's ridiculous.
2: It's, it's, no, it's true. It is true. You, just, you just get caught and say yes to anything. Yes.
0: Can you speak fluent Chinese? Yes, right. You've got the job. I've got a week to learn fluent Chinese. Oh <laughs> for God's sake. But, <laughs> because if you say no, you kind of that's no. you out of that that job. But and it's the same thing with dietary requirements and being <laughs> vegan. It's like I don't want to say anything in case they don't give me. That, that role so I, I totally understand people who are a bit yeah. anxious about bringing that yeah away.
1: yeah yeah absolutely but um, on that vein, <laughs> what do you think do you think there's something else that the industry could maybe do to support vegans maybe to stop people from feeling that way oh, I haven't really thought about that I mean I suppose I think it, it's good
2: that you do get those forms anyway that's yeah, yeah. I know they probably mean allergies. i do not what I'm going to eat anyway. So I think that is good because then I think you know, going ahead of time. Well, I've said this, so yeah. there shouldn't be an issue. Um, I suppose it just comes down to the catering side of it. And I have been on a lot of other sets that have had amazing options for vegetarian, mm-hmm. vegan. So it really just does depend. Maybe it depends as well on where the project is in the world. Yeah, um, I think that must have a big impact on it. Uh, and obviously the budget, I suppose, as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, I suppose maybe maybe looking into more inventive vegan options rather than the standard stuff that I'm sure we're all sick of eating. <laughs> 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 um, and I felt that when I was vegetarian, as well, like when I was just vegetarian. Um, my partner's Italian, half Italian. So when we would go to Italy, I really felt like I had like three set choices of what to yeah. have. You know, mushroom mm-hmm. risotto margarita pizza and, like, <laughs> and plain like pen and a pasta or something like that yeah, yeah um, so yeah I think it would be nice to feel a bit more a bit more catered for I guess
1: about. yeah I do think it's great that you've said like in a lot of the things you've had that you've had those forms to fill in I think that's I think that's definitely a way to go because like you said we would they would need to know about allergies and things so why not just add in a vegan thing yeah. as well yeah
0: I know the uh, the form that I had to fill in with my and urgent, sh- there was a, a section on there, is there anything that you wouldn't do? Now, usually it's like nudity, sex scenes, this, that, and the other. But in there, now I've put like, I won't do uh, any kind of meat commercials, like fast food or anything like that, anything that goes against my ethics. Do you have that kind of thing in place? You no, know, something
2: I never thought about. Um and funnily enough I was filling out was that we had to update our profiles the other day and I never even thought about that. But yeah, that's probably a good point actually because I think I would really struggle to yeah, to promote anything mm-hmm. anything like that. I think that would really go against my grain. Um even though the money
0: might be tempting. Yeah. fast food commercial compared like a year's salary. Done right. Plus, you've got the 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 buyouts and the repeat fees and stuff like that. So you're turning down a massive chunk of money straight away.
2: Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's a tough call, but at the end of the day, you've got to live with yourself, haven't you? You've got mm-hmm. to, you know, that's it. And that there's nothing you can't be bought in that sense. Um, and I think a lot of the big fast food chains are slowly but surely catching on now. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't say no to doing something that's promoting. It a veggie or vegan option yeah what fast And like so I KFC have got uh, that uh, no chicken their hamburger. burger yeah <laughs> their burger it's so good <laughs> oh my god so good um, and <laughs> McDonald's are coming out with stuff this mm-hmm. year yeah I think mm-hmm. so yeah it's taken them a while I'm quite surprised at how yeah. slowly really catch on
1: absolutely and I saw as well that you do a bit of modelling as well I guess it would be similar in that sort of vein like you wouldn't probably not be comfortable modeling any fur, anything like that.
2: No. And I think that is really, um, I think that's just a whole other level for me because it's so unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Like fur and and leather and things like that just to me feels so unnecessary. That's the only word I can really think. And it just, it doesn't need to be there. So I still don't, I think it's great. And I think we are making movements. I know I've seen a lot of the big fashion houses saying they're not, you know, making, uh, they're not using real fur anymore and stuff. And that's great. I kind of think, why is that only just happening now? Yeah. (laughs) There's not been need for real fur since we were literally cavemen. Like, Mm. do you know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't, I would not be comfortable in a real fur coat or leather and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. When did you make that correlation between, I mean, fur is kind of, you know, fur is animal, but like leather and silk and wool, when did you make that correlation between that and an animal, like you did with the, the food?
2: Yeah, it definitely came a lot later. Um, and I think that was just honestly down to my own ignorance. I didn't know what leather was. I didn't know what real leather was um, made of. And yeah, I, I just didn't think about it. But then I think when I got a little bit older, I started getting really into like vintage fashion. Mm. So I would go to a lot of the, Glasgow's great for it. It's got loads of um, vintage shops, which is brilliant. And I think that's probably when it's with because I was sort of looking and it would say like real you know, leather and, and I thought, well, what does that mean? Like, what's the def- definition of real leather from state leather? And, start, and the same with wool because um, obviously there's loads of big woolly like they're probably so itchy anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started looking into it there and going, oh, okay, because that's something you need to look out for if you're going to be vintage shopping and you're vegan or vegetarian then you need to kind of watch out for, for stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm it's hard with wool I find because it's pretty much everywhere so I mean I'm wearing a woolly jumper just now but I've had this for years do you know what I mean but it is hard you start to think I've got a leather jacket that I'll probably never wear again now and it's it's, it's hard isn't it like mm. I'm trying to buy second-hand wool now because yeah well, the plasticky stuff's not great for the environment so I don't know it's a a bit of a lose-lose situation sometimes yeah I think think
2: we're trying our best you know what I mean and I think that's Mm -hmm. what we remind ourselves that if you're even thinking about that honestly you're doing better than half the people out there so and and that's another thing I think I saw I can't remember what it was I think I saw a post or read an article about vegans wearing um leather and, and things like that and there was an argument for well I already had this and if I throw it away, then I'm sort of undoing the work that yeah. that's bad for the environment to throw away, you know, things that are can be used. So it is, it's a bit of a catch 22,
1: isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. But like you said, I think as long as we just do our best, that's all we can ask for. It's it's better to be a non-perfect, have more of us that are being non-perfect than having one perfect vegan. So exactly. we just got to do what we can.
0: So I see in the background there, you've got some guitars. Do you want to talk me through the guitars that you've got? Do you know
2: what, every Zoom meeting I do, people point this out, and none of this is mine. Is it? Oh. <laughs> so it's uh, my partner's a musician, so these are all his. He's got this, We've got like a little mini uh, home studio in our kitchen.
0: Mm, nice. <laughs> see it's so funny because uh, where we are now my desk used to be the other way around and behind us we've got uh, six guitars ourselves yeah we've got our wooden guitars as well <laughs> and the ukuleles and everyone used to ask yes. us about them so I was like oh that's what he yeah. looks like on the other side
2: yeah I mean I, I don't know I mean I bought this guitar strap for him I can tell you about that <laughs> very nice it's, 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 it's vegan leather yes <laughs> I love that
1: <laughs> so you've written um an e-book called The First Time Freelancer. it's all about sort of getting organized and everything, particularly for sort of people in lockdown, is that right?
2: Yeah, and um, and sort of to go back to what we were talking about earlier about not being taught how to do things like create invoices and how to who we should be marketing ourselves to, that was kind of in my head and in my head for ages. Um, and I thought, do you know what? I think it would be useful if I put all this information that I've gathered now from trial and error for like mm. six years in the industry. Um, for people that are maybe just starting out or maybe just finding they're in a bit of a rut with it, um, because we're not taught it. And it's, it's such a shame. You know, I wasn't taught how to even write an email to approach someone that I wanted to work with or mm, anything yeah. like that. So yeah, that was my main focus behind the ebook, And also it was just like a little lockdown project and it was something to keep me busy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, something to do, bless you. Do you find that keeping organised helps you in your life? Does it help sort of keep you sort of mentally in a good place and stuff? Oh, massively, yeah.
2: I find um, if I don't know what I'm doing for like a day and I don't have a plan and I don't have a sort of to-do list, I just get distracted and I just Mm. end up doing stuff that's, not productive or worse is actually like maybe detrimental for me like I mean like scrolling on Instagram for hours. I'm or, on TikTok yeah, for
1: about four hours at a time. TikTok, it's a joke. Or, like, I had to put a limit on TikTok so it was getting out of hand. Like, it's like a time hole. I've never known anything like it. I'll go on. I'll be like, scroll. I swear I watch two videos and it's about five hours later. I don't I know, understand. I know. And
2: my partner's so sick of it because I'm
1: like, oh, there's this TikTok song. It goes like this. Most of my sentences. So, so, we now start with. I saw this TikTok, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, obviously, we want our listeners to go in and download this book and, and uh, take all the valuable information that you've put in there. Can you give us some, like, just your top three tips, something maybe at the beginning of the book, so that you can just tease the listeners to go and buy it? Yeah. Okay. Top three.
2: Oh, I narrow it down because there there's so much. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so I guess right at the start we can talk about motivation and I think that's a massive thing for anyone but especially in the creative industry because I think a lot of the time as creatives we kind of think well I just want to be in a cool movie or I just want to I don't know paint a masterpiece or whatever it is want I do um, and we don't really think about why we want to do that so mm. the start of the book, I really focus on, you know, getting you to think about why, why do you want to do that? You don't just want to do that to look, I remember you do it that to look good cool and get some money. We all do. But there's there's got to be a deeper reason behind mm. that. And it's something that I've really started thinking about, you know, what are my motives? Why do I want to do this? What impact do I want to have on the world through what I do? So that's kind of the start, the first section. Um, and then the, then I kind of go into, um, organization. So one of my tips that I've been implementing the past couple weeks is doing this thing called time chunking or some people call it time blocking. And so it's basically where you literally set aside like a chunk of time, say it's an hour to do like life admin and you put it in your online calendar and you only focus on that task for the hour, however long it is. You know, so as in, like, I mean, I'm really strict. Like, my phone goes away, or it goes on airplane mode. I don't put anything on the TV. You know, it's I am doing this task, and then that's it like done. And I found it so helpful because, just mm. like we was saying, I would like sit down my laptop, do a little bit, and then like my phone would go off with an application, and then before you know, I know it, I've lost half an hour because I'm watching something or playing something. So yeah. That's another bit, and then um, the end of the book I actually finished off with a little bit of a self care for the self employed section, and um, because I think it's so easy when you're self employed or when you're like a creator to just work constantly mm-hmm. and not give yourself any time to actually just not think about your career. I know it sounds a bit like uh, you want to be thinking about your career, but actually sometimes just resting. And taking time off is way
1: more productive. 100
2: yeah, percent That was yeah. a really long explanation.
0: I apologise. But <laughs> but no. <laughs> I love it.
1: I love, it. <laughs> I love how passionate you are when you're talking about it. I think it's yeah. amazing. And we'll we'll definitely pop the link in the um in the description so people can go in and grab it. Because it's only three pounds, right? Yeah, thank you so much. That'd be great. Yeah,
2: 2 pounds 99 I just wanted it to be super like I hate saying cheap, but you know what I mean? Affordable. Yeah. Um and also it was my first and i at ever creative
0: so for me I just wanted to prove I could do it to myself <laughs> what I really like about that is okay you've made it super affordable I mean it's less than a cup of coffee from Costa really isn't yeah. it but the fact that you've not made it free is the fact that you've made creatives go I'm going to invest in myself now I'm putting money down and I'm going to use that tool in my own life because it's what's the point in just wasting money? I mean, you could get it for free and they'd be like, yeah, I've got that. I'm never going to read it or I'll yeah. do one, two things and then forget about it. But because they've invested even just three quid, they're more likely to sit down and and complete it. So well done.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, I agree. I think it's so important. And I again, it's a full cool actor thing uh, where when I was sort of finishing, I was like, I think I'll just put it on for because I've never done this before, and I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't heard people. And you know, and then I spoke to a few my friends. They were like, "Don't do that. You've worked so long on this. Yeah, exactly." Like, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. And people need to know it's got value. And if they're right. paying, even something as small as doing anything, then they they're paying something, and it's yeah, they're more likely to see it through. So
1: yeah, you're absolutely right." absolutely i'm i'm gonna download it once we're off the call and, and go through it myself because i think it would be really helpful for me for sure yeah definitely. thank you i really
2: appreciate your support it's so nice it's such a weird feeling i think we're used to as actors going on stage and doing something and maybe getting an applause but it's really weird for people to like yeah feel like they're investing something and yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's lovely though it's great <laughs> and it's always good as well because it's going down a marketing side, it's easier to t- to sell to somebody who's already bought one of your products. So if you was to do another thing like this, you just target it to the same people and they're more likely to purchase again.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I've got so many ideas out. and Now that I've proven to myself, part from that, I can do something like that. It just opens so many more. I mean, it's the same for you guys probably like doing a podcast. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but it, I imagine it's so liberating to be like, oh, we can actually do this, yeah. you know?
0: Oh, it's such a good feeling. The hardest thing is starting. It's just starting. You get we sit in front of this mic and we think, oh shit, we've got nothing to talk about. What if people don't <laughs> take it seriously? What if I just talk a lot of bollocks? What if I uh, what I mean, if I we say do.
1: we do talk a lot of bollocks? What if I say
0: that a burger comes from a pig? <laughs>
1: I guess you could maybe get pork burgers I don't know <laughs> but yeah then it then it evolves and we get to interview lovely people like you so it's yeah it's been it's been great so yeah, no we love it absolutely if anyone out there that's listening to this is thinking about doing anything you know that's a little bit different than performing I think all three
0: of us would just say just start it just give mm. it a go and you're gonna fail you're gonna fail at some yeah. point but that's, that's fine. That's, that, that's the whole point. You learn more from your failures than you do your successes. And I think as actors yeah. and creatives anyway, we're, we're used to that failure. We're, we're used to that rejection. So uh-huh. it's just, just builds up a yeah. thicker skin, really, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Rolled hard as nails. We can take
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you too. Can you both Scottish?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing <takes> it,
1: <laughs> well, so that was super interesting, and we're just going to move into something a little bit more, a little bit fun. Um. So, with everyone, we're doing like a little quick fire, sixty seconds, where we just ask you this or this or what's your favourite thing.
0: Don't so, think about it. First thing that comes off the top of your head.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, ready? Okay. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go! Favourite
0: vegan meal? Uh,
2: uh, oh, the, the vegan katsu curry from Wagamamas.
0: Mm. Nice. Tea or coffee?
2: Tea, I want say both. <laughs>
0: Theatre, TV or film? Theatre. Musicals or plays? Oh ah please (laughs) what's your best audition moment
2: oh my god that is so hard Um, best audition moment Uh, making someone laugh on purpose
0: tofu or (laughs) corn corn BAFTA or Oscar BAFTA who inspires you at the moment
2: Olivia Colman
0: (laughs) (laughs) Instagram Twitter or TikTok instagram what instagram. are you <laughs> what are you watching at the <laughs> moment we're watching
2: uh the stranger on netflix I'm actually really enjoying it
1: brilliant and time well done. the stranger is so good we've watched the stranger
0: haven't yeah. we
2: it's
1: brilliant it's really
2: addictive we have to stop ourselves from just watching the next one the next one the next one yeah maybe the
0: same
1: You'll need to let us know what you think when you finished it because, uh, yeah, we watched it a little while ago and we
0: absolutely loved it, didn't we? Harlan Corbin, just as a writer, is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. We're yeah. only on episode
1: four,
2: I think. I'm loving that Giles from Buffy is in it, though. I, I know, know that. right and it's also <laughs> that,
1: that bit a lot of bits with him is shot in Manchester so that's where we live so every time it's like I'm like I know where that is <laughs> that's so cool oh, I didn't know that that's
0: so cool yeah, I have I'm so really many funny. friends in the stranger I'm like I know him I know him I know him
2: oh no way that's so weird yeah it's, it's cool when something's shot in your city I remember they did World War Z in Glasgow yes yeah. I remember that yeah, yeah. and my mum
0: my mum walked past Brad Pitt and was like, <sighs> <laughs> did you not shout you, my number to him? <laughs> did you not bring him home for tea, mum? You, you failed as a parent. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the last question that we ask all our guests, if our listeners could take one thing away from the chat that we've had today, what would that be?
2: Um, just go for it. Yeah. If you're thinking about doing something, um, I know it's easy to play it safe but don't you won't thank yourself just try it just start and if you fail then at least you'll learn something
1: yeah that's amazing exactly. advice yeah absolutely just go for it so it's been so so lovely to speak to you it's been okay. so nice to connect and honestly we are going to be plastering your ebook everywhere and obviously you've got you've got something on Amazon Prime at the moment as well is that out yet uh, so my episode's
2: not yet, no, but the first episode of the season is. So it's called Cavendish, the Scottish School season,
1: series. Um, so yeah, episode one is on, Prime, but I'm in episode two. So Amazing. Well, we'll definitely yeah. be watching that, and we'll um, we'll let all our all our listeners know when that's going to be out as well. So we'll uh, get thank everyone you watching much. you. Yes, <laughs> and thank, and thank you so Emma much. It well. Of course, yeah. <laughs> she, loves, she loves a shout out on the podcast. She was <laughs> very upset that we hadn't done it before I did. So Emma McDougall, thank you for uh, for joining us with Sarah. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you guys so, so
2: much for having me on so, this
1: How good was that? How lovely was Sarah?
0: She was lovely, wasn't she?
1: We had a couple of uh, technical difficulties with that one, but I'm sure you'll forgive us. Considering I was say,
0: it's it's the times that we're living in at the moment, we can't have people around and do it face to face as much as we would love that. But we've become a Zoom kind of country now. Everything's done by Zoom. It's the only way we can meet friends and family. And everyone knows that the internet isn't always great, so.
1: I think it's going to stay this way as well a little bit. Like, I don't think everything will go back to normal. Not I think not. Zoom meetings might be might be a
0: thing now. Well, I think Zoom auditions are definitely here to stay. I know a friend of mine who's had two self-tapes this weekend and we had to read in via Zoom for that. And he also had a Zoom audition today. And it just, it, it makes it so much easier like, hmm. if the audition was down in London, that would be a day's travel for him. Yeah. 100%. Whereas now, it's in the comfort of his own home. And if
1: he was to get one uh, one day and then have to come back and then he gets the, the other one the next day, again, it's just a lot of money for travel.
0: Exactly. And I think this way, casting directors get to meet a lot of people rather than just the the odd people that can make it down to London. Do you know what I mean? No one, as a first round of audition, no one's got the excuse of, oh, I can't be there. It's like... You're at home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so. exactly.
1: So obviously, we talked to Sarah about her her ebook, um, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, First time freelancer, and we're gonna pop the link to that in the description. Obviously, um, and I'm just looking at it right now because I I paid for it, and it's it's so good. She gives you tips on motivation, especially right now when you're at home and it's so easy to just sit in your pajamas till 30 watching TV. Like she gives you tips on how to set goals and getting an accountability buddy. So if you've got a friend who's in the same sort of position as you, like team up. Um, she also gives you some like templates of how to email someone and nice. templates for invoices because as she said on the uh, um, interview that she had no idea how to do any of that and we talked a bit about the lack of training that some yeah. some places give you yeah. in that kind of way so yeah they'll teach you how to belt as high as you can and they'll teach you how to do a pirouette or
0: they'll teach you how to be a tree growing from a little <laughs> seedling and rolling around on the floor and being an animal Yeah. So all that helps. Of course.
1: But they won't teach you how to do an invoice and they won't teach you about tax. Exactly. (laughs) we would just like to put out there that if you run any sort of course in performing arts of any sort, just make sure you've got a bit of that in there.
0: Oh, 100%. Life skills. I think just schools in general need to have life skills. You're going to need to learn how to pay rent, how to manage your... In uh, Not invoices, how to manage your income, how to pay bills, Mm. how to set up a bank account, how to get a mortgage, insurance. You're going to need that.
1: I wouldn't even know where to start getting a mortgage. And I'm 30 years old. I wouldn't even know where to begin. But it's quite scary as well. Terrifying. It's
0: it's a massive debt. Now, throughout my entire childhood, my dad drilled in me never to go in debt, never to go in debt. And then you see that these are a hundred and hundred plus thousands mm-hmm. of pounds. Like, I'm never going to be able to afford that unless I do go in debt. But my dad told me never to go in debt. Ah,
1: it's a different kind of debt, I think, as well, isn't it? A mortgage. It's but this like... is
0: it. Schools need to tell you that mm-hmm. they need to tell you. Okay, I did get basic first aid training, but I can't remember it. Mm, I don't think I don't remember getting any first aid training at school, which is terrible. Sign language. Somebody who speaks English, my language, who's deaf, I can't speak to them because I don't know sign language. Yeah. But French, Italian, Spanish, German, Latin. Latin's a dead language. Only doctors use that now. Hmm. Let's, let's schools let's learn things that are relevant keep, to up, us. With times, keep up with the times i think keep up with the times and mental health my god mental health we started this episode off talking about mine that needs to get covered in all areas of education, I think.
1: It's so important. I think, I don't think I know anyone who hasn't suffered with their mental health in some sort of way. It just happens to everyone. So it's
0: it's still a stigma to this day. People don't feel free to talk about it. Let's end that stigma. Guys, if you're suffering with anything, tweet us, Instagram us, email us. We'll do our best to get back to you. We may not know the answers, but... No. As in Sarah's book, Accountability Buddies, you know, we can be yours.
1: Exactly. Our social medias, Twitter and Instagram is at pbperformerspod and our email address is plantbasedperformers at gmail.com.
0: Please do reach out. And whilst you're on the internet, go and download Sarah's ebook.
1: Yeah, it's only £2.99. Absolute bargain for what you're getting for it.
0: Jump over to Apple Reviews if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts. Please give us a five-star review. Please drop a review there as well. It just boosts us up in the algorithm. It means more people can listen to us and we get to spread goodness (laughs) out into the world. (laughs) You haven't done an Oreo update on this one.
1: Oh, an Oreo update. Um, He's getting big. He's, yeah, still a cool little dude. Have you got any updates about him? no <laughs> <laughs> he's a hamster there's not really much to say
0: he's a curious little fellow I think he wants to be a human he spends most of his time on his back two legs <laughs> looking around he likes the attention doesn't he he loves the attention
1: and on that note <laughs> this has been us putting veganism back in the spotlight thanks again to Sarah I've been Amelia
0: I've been Lee
1: he's Oreo and we'll see you next time
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining. We've
0: had a blast on the Plant Based Performers Podcast.